Welcome to A Brief Chat, the show about living authentic lives on our own terms. I'm Jason Crane. Today is the 14th of November, 2019. It's a Thursday where I am, probably where you are too. As you know, I have started making the first Friday of every month a poetry reading. The very first one was me, and then since then it's been other poets, two other poets. It's only been three of them so far. And I'm going to continue that tradition into the future. Next month's poet is already booked. But I'm writing a lot these days, too. And so I'm not going to feature myself again in one of the Friday slots. That's specifically for guest poets. But I would like to share some things that I've been writing with you recently. It's interesting. I don't know if you find this with your own creative pursuits, but I definitely wax and wane as a writer. There are times when I just feel poems are bubbling up, you know, every couple of days And then there are times when I go for long periods without feeling too inspired. I certainly think the state of my own mental well-being has something to do with that. I also think, though, the amount that I'm reading, reading other poetry, certainly, but also just reading in general really makes a difference. So if I'm in a period where I'm watching YouTube videos and TV shows or whatever it might be, and not really picking up a book very often, I think that really makes a difference for how much writing I do. So I have been reading a lot recently, both poetry and other things, and I find that kind of the juices are flowing. So I'm just going to read you a small selection of poems that I've written in the last two months, I guess. Here's one from September 15th called Boom. I'm in one of those relationships where talking happens but doesn't need to right now owen is asleep on the couch upstairs i'm in the basement futzing owen's sleeping energy fills the whole house it makes me feel safe even though i can't see them or hear them or touch them you know that thing where you can tell there's a tv on in the house even if the sound is off it's like that owen is broadcasting a silent message I'm here. Everything is okay. Of course, everything isn't okay. But the thing about being in this pairing is that even the things that aren't okay seem likely to be okay in the end. It's been a long time since I've felt this way. How old was I when we got together? 42, I think. In which case, I went 42 years without ever feeling like everything would work out. Then boom. Owen. I don't know if you could hear it, but Owen is actually upstairs uh, making dinner for us and uh, dropped some very large metal object. So perhaps that's in the middle of that recording, which is very appropriate. (laughs) Owen just yelled sorry down the stairs. I've gotten into boxing in the last, uh, I don't know, six months, something like that. I was always into boxing as an idea, um, primarily because I've loved Muhammad Ali since I was a kid. But I never really followed the sport all that closely. And recently I've started watching a lot more often. And a boxer in particular that I really enjoy is Sean Porter. And I wrote a poem after a fight, which I don't think he should have lost, but he did end up losing. But anyway, this is called A Song for Sean Porter. It's the jump, the scoop, the sharp hiss of the jab, the gleaming gold and the sheen of sweat. It's the inside dogfight, the outside dance, relentless forward motion, 500 punches, and the crowd is chanting, Porter, Porter, 
Round 11, massive uppercuts, just missing their targets. He takes one on the chin, hears the count, stays standing, shouts, let's go. Now it's the 12th. Everything is leading to this moment. Three minutes to decide whose arm is raised and who slips out under the ropes. Porter's right hand is working, but it might be too late. The bell marks the distance. Now we wait. As you know, I work a corporate job that I really don't like, and there are many reasons I don't like it. One of them is that it sometimes causes me to take part in things I feel uncomfortable about. This is a poem about that called Interrogation. The other day at my job, wearing my corporate uniform, the one with the logo on the left breast, I helped, in a small but real way, to send two boxes of syringes to Guantanamo. I felt sick to my stomach. What would they be used for? I imagined a hard-eyed CIA officer injecting a syrupy liquid into the arm of a gaunt man in an orange jumpsuit. I saw the man's raggedy Andy head loll back like his bones had turned to jelly. The officer leaned in close to ask those questions, those same unanswerable questions, for the thousandth time. Sabotage was the first word that came to mind, standing there, in my corporate uniform, the one with the logo on the left breast. Could I misdirect the boxes? Throw them out? Lose them? But the cameras are always watching, and my number is attached to everything like a fingerprint. Plus, I need the money. So like a good company man, I sent the syringes to the island prison, there to be used to protect my freedom, to keep working, to keep wearing my corporate uniform, the one with the logo on the left breast. The most recent poet to read in the Friday series was Jessica Smith, and I wrote a poem that, as soon as I finished it, made me think of her. This is called Regarding the Actions of a Poet on a Moonlit Night. She would sneak out at night, to water her flowers in the moonlight, to hear the crickets and the wind-ruffled trees, to watch a thousand moons bloom in the droplets. In the middle of October, we had a friend over. Uh, Her name is Courtney, and I was downstairs doing some work while Courtney and Owen were upstairs carving pumpkins. This is a very brief little sketch poem about something I heard. It's called Courtney's Laugh. Courtney's laugh drifts down from the floor above like a shower of ginkgo leaves in an autumn breeze. A couple days after that, I wrote this poem called Window Bird. In the morning, bold action. In the afternoon, quiet contemplation. In the nighttime, deepest sadness. A sparrow sings knowingly outside my window. Recently, I've started writing more honest poems about my parents and my childhood. This one's called Pocket Knife. When I was young, I planned out how to kill him if he ever hit me again. When I got older, I tried to forgive, if not forget. When I became a father, the wind blew his ember into my dry kindling. It caught. 
When I went home, the past chased me, yelling, into their newly remodeled kitchen. When I drove away, I cut all ties, using the knife I always keep in my pocket. And then just to be fair, here's one about my mom. It's called Ex Post Facto. It took him years to understand what happened, how she was always ready to withdraw her love from her ungrateful child. Is this the thanks I get? Is this how you repay me? He hadn't realized everything was a transaction, another item in a ledger carefully tallied, always in the red. He owed before his first breath. She was there, waiting to collect. I've been rereading Moby Dick recently. I think for maybe the fourth time? I'm not 100% sure if I'm being totally honest. But in any case, I was uh, reading it at, at work on my lunch break at one point. And this is a poem about that called Moby Dick in the Break Room. Because otherwise it's a round for mica table and the clicks and beeps from the alarm system and the vending machines, a slowly shrinking horizon of possibility and the monstrous white shape of the future. I read to remember myself. A boss walks by, says, call me Ishmael. Melville was in his late twenties and early thirties as he was writing his greatest American novel. Luckily, Alan Rickman was 42 when he played Hans Gruber, so there's hope for me yet. And that's the show. Thanks for letting me uh, indulge myself and hopefully you with a little bit of poetry. You can go to abriefchat.com and hear all of the past episodes of this show and become a supporting member. I also added a new uh, little bit of navigation on the left-hand side of abriefchat.com which is podcast by category. So you could now select the shows that are just me, the shows that are Owen and me, or the shows that are me and a different guest. So if you want to uh, narrow down your searches, that's a good way to do it. I love you. A better world is possible. (laughs) 